Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, September 6, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the three part CFI space, crypto musings, and other life pro tips from a fucking pro. I know I lied to you last time. I said it was two parts. It's actually three. Lucky you. Lucky me. Let's take a listen. Well, Adonis, uh, Adonis is in the room here. Adonis is, uh, is Vera like. Is she scaring you? Are you? Is she turning you on? Like, what's happening here? I think she's very friendly. I'm, I'm from the Balkans, man. So, like, I'm with it. Oh, okay. So you're, she co-opted you too? No, she didn't co-opt me, man. I'm just like, I, I get it. Like, I, I get the accent. I get the mo. I'm all about it. Hey, shit. Where are you from? My grandma sounded exactly like this. I think we're building some connections here, guys. Thank you. Yeah, uh, did you make any progress on um, your vacation project where where people send you money? I think you called oh, yeah. it happy endings. I was really it, like, I found this super interesting. I actually there yes. like there was an actual spaces right. There was this after you told me about this, there was a spaces going on by like some guy with like maybe like forty thousand followers, and he was like talking about like how to avoid like crypto and NFT scams and how to like you know secure your wallet and this and that. Mm-hmm. I told him about your project. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like word for word. I I covered the entire mm-hmm. thing. Okay, and the the people in the room were like, "Ooh, I don't know." But then I was like, "She was super transparent about it. She wanted like money to go on vacation and nope. send me back pictures. Like there wasn't really anything really like sneaky." Yeah, yeah. And then you guys, you, you also, you know, I I want you to really understand how much um you know of uh, uh, it took me to write the uh white paper. It took me anywhere between four and twelve hours. You know, it wasn't an easy task. I used the entire lo- role paper to uh, present my uh, business idea to you. And um, it the was entire not... entire roll of toilet paper? Yes. I mean, yes, yes, yes. I mean, that kind of overhead I can manage, I think. Um, but, yeah, the sense of transparency is very important to me. And um, um, so, yes, when after you guys give me money, uh, I think you should be inclined to do so. I will uh, definitely provide you with all the information you need, how I transfer that from um, from that uh, place to my bank account. And um, you, you, oh, will yeah. be proud, you will be proud to know that uh, the, the team was very impressed by how simple and uh, straightforward your project was. Yes. And also, um, it spurred a conversation with this little group of nerds that lasted almost an hour. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was pretty impressive. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad I could contribute into fueling uh, more conversations around the cryptocurrency and transparency. Yeah, um, I, I think your project has gone um is pretty much viral at this point. Vera, can I ask you a few questions? Uh, absolutely, yes. Fire up. Um, I'm just curious. Personally, I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and I just wanted to know how long you've been doing it for. I 
I can see you're a black belt, so I'm assuming like over 12 to 13 years at some Oh, um, well, no, I started Jiu Jitsu in 2017. I am not black belt right now, unfortunately. Oh. There's no, there's no moji uh, supporting the different color of the belt, so that's just un- universal representation gotcha. of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So but, I'm assuming yes. you're like purple belt. Yes. How many stripes? Zero. Oh, okay, awesome. So the, the, the question, the real question, Vera, is: Can you just like? Um, could you maybe like uh, break Jerry Bear's neck? Yeah, definitely. In which spot? Is there more than one spot that like, like let's say I just want to paralyze it from the neck down, right? Could I maybe pay you to do this? Um, <laughs> that's pretty evil. I, I mean, that's a serious. There's serious injuries hey, happening. Hey, 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 you're Russian. You're rushing. Even, I'm pretty sure that Scruffy's trying to get you involved in another one of his projects. Yeah, guys, He's just yeah. sort of segueing into it. I'm just trying to collect money so I can go on vacation. I mean, I hope that she wouldn't be able to break my neck. I, I also know <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu, so like, yeah. I'm a hoping I know how to defend have, myself against her. Yeah, I think I I remember, agree, a bunch so. of people have a bunch of stupid fucking crypto projects and nonsense, right? Like. You and Vera and I are purists. So Vera wants uh, you to send, like uh, James down there, Marius, he like to send, for example, money to her, and she's just going to go on vacation with it. It's a very pure project, right? Like you, you want pictures of her vacation, you send her crypto. You don't want pictures, well then don't send it, right? Uh, my project is a little bit different. So for example, if um, let's say Jernojit uh, wants to hire Milo to go and kill some animals in the north of Canada and bring him home, he can just set out a bounty, and uh, next thing you know, there's going to be like a head of a ram and you know Adonis's bed or whatever. Um, you know, the idea I here would is, do something like that. That's fucking yeah. Based. It, it's basically like just think about it like as a, a game where you know you can like equip your. Um, like, so, for example, if I hire, uh, like, let's say Vera decided she's going to work for this website, right? Like, um, uh, people could uh, place money on, you know, her, you push a button and place money on her name. Now, then they can take that money and, like, equip her with different type of little, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu ninja weapons and and maybe, like, some nunchucks or uh, an Uzi or whatever the fuck Russians use. And then... Yeah. So, and then like, uh, then she, you can like, like maybe do a little drag and drop and, um, nano farmers down there, like basically, you know, like you want this little Buddhist, uh, bastard to be destroyed. Right. Uh, we can't have like this type of peace in our world. So what you would do is you would, um, basically, uh, sick little Vera, uh, onto nano farmer and take him out with maybe like uh, maybe like some poison blow darts or whatever the fuck these Russians are using these days. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yeah, so, that um, laugh that laugh tells me you loved it. That's what I'm going to take home. Hey, um, uh, Sifil, I'm I'm currently my my project happy ending since currently looking for CMOs. Uh, actually, uh, a CMO or maybe uh, two. Addy is going to want to have to follow you then because she that's what she does. Yes, I, th- yeah, I think I'm, in, I'm. I'm interested for sure. Yeah, or is it or is it CMO Chief Medical Officer? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can do that for you. No, stop, stop trying to steal my job. Come on, <laughs> you have enough Come jobs on. that you're doing, guys. Guys, we we have enough happy endings for everyone. No need to fight. Oh, thank God. 
Yes. You hey, seem like a very amateur. What's up? Where's Coach Bruce? I haven't heard this guy once. He's like, I don't know. What is he doing, Steffi? He said he wasn't online. Uh, this is some sort of meditation of his. He's like trying to see oh. like, maybe just the mere presence of the account or something like that will lead to some sort of shenanigans, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. Let the guy just hang out. Why can't he just chill and listen? I mean, he just normally always yeah. talks. It's, it's code. Okay, well, this is interesting. I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. He's going to come on and just say some crazy shit after I leave. Yeah, it's... Excuse me, this is all part of the plan. I Probably what he's doing is he's like, you know, it's like anticipation. So, like, you're just waiting and waiting and waiting for something to happen, and he's going to say something very, very profound. That yeah, sounds like, about like about penis pumping or something. So, don't worry. Stay it's tuned. It's got to be very, very unexpected. Um, hey, yeah, who wants to talk about uh, uh, aliens? <laughs> aliens is that what you just said yeah have you seen you're in boston right uh yeah right now i'm i'm still in massachusetts yeah have you um ever witnessed uh alien off the coast of the uh whatever the boston shore <laughs> no i um you know about i don't the, think you know, so the aliens in the berkshires yeah can you say that again adonna uh, there was like a bunch of like spottings. I, I guess that was the early '90s, right, Zephy? In the Berkshires, Ooh, like in Massachusetts. That, in the yeah. last few years, there have oh. been sightings of aliens off the coast of, um, off the coast of like I think Maryland and some of those naval bases, coast of Virginia. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I think the odd thing is is that why is like the U.S. government like coming out now and like randomly telling us that like maybe there's aliens out there? Kind of feels like a psyop, dude. I think that if you don't believe like being serious that there's like like life, extraterrestrial life out there, I think you're kind of a moron because statistically, there's almost zero chance that there's not like other life out there. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about like why is the US government like now trying to come clean and talk about UFOs? I don't know. Who gives a shit? I think that some of you people need to be less concerned. Like who who gives a fuck about what the government's doing? Obviously they're like all lying. Like who, uh, who why do you really care? I've ever heard. They they well, trying to distract us. They throw Absolutely. in that the... you need to be paying attention to governments, dude. You live in the US. Look, I'm I'm just gonna say this. All right. I don't give a fuck. Like, you don't give a fuck? Is that what, that, what you, is that what you said, Addy? Like, wow. Just no, I said, her. not you. Oh, my God. I said, I don't give a fuck about, like, like I'm just, like, what am I going to do about it? What are any of you going to do about it? Nothing. Like, come on. Look, just... Addy, I'm just saying space is fake <sighs> and not real. Okay, that's it. What's not real? I'm with journal on that. Space is, not, is fake? Oh, my God. You like little Vera, your microphone kind of off topic, but have you guys um, if any of you guys are like fans of the Joe Rogan podcast, um one of Joe's like friends who comes on, Eddie Bravo, he uh 
<laughs> he says all types of crazy shit like that, but he actually believes it. He's like, yo, dinosaurs, they never existed. <laughs> yeah, these, these people believe it too in this space. They definitely believe it. I need to watch the Eddie Bravo uh, show. It sounds hilarious. Yeah, Joe Rogan has Eddie Bravo so many times. um, Boston, actually, I know that he worked at this like concert hall that, like we. Yeah, Joe Rogan. He's from. He's a Boston guy, right? I think he's from Boston. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's from Boston. Um, He he grew up in California, though. By by the way, I was watching. I was watching Joe Rogan like last week. They actually did five companion live on YouTube. I mean, he did sign this ex- exclusive deal with Spotify, but um, by some reason they did manage to do live YouTube uh, with Eddie Bravo, Brian Collin, and um, what is it? Yeah, Schwab. Uh, Brennan Schwab. Brennan Schwab, yeah. Uh, yeah, Brennan Schwab. I mean, I was surprised to see that's being streamed on YouTube live. Yeah, do you guys that, know anything about it? The Rogan Show. That's their, that's their show, and he was on it. Nothing that he does is on, other than clips, is on YouTube. Spotify has his exclusive. No, there was a live show. I watched it. I know, but it's not his show. It's his friend's show. They have a show, and he was on it. And their show was streamed on YouTube. No, I was presented as Joe Rogan on Joe Rogan YouTube. I, would I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about when he had this comedian. What is his name? I forgot his name. Ah, uh, so you're saying there's a short run of Joe Rogan things on YouTube right now? They there was one live fight companion last Saturday, I believe. Check it out. It was on Joe Rogan yeah, YouTube. But was, it, but was it his YouTube page? YouTube. <laughs> yep, twelve million followers on YouTube. Yep, that's interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, I, he I, does have the Joe Rogan clips, and he does. They do I, post clips. They've been doing that the whole episode. Yeah, I mean, that's very strange. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was puzzled about that too. How he was able to do it. Well, listen, but- no, Joe, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan has been, uh, he's been tapped in, and he's now, and he's now, uh, and he's now a cog in the system. Like Joe Rogan has no more alpha for you. Well, uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna be, yo, dude, whatever you're watching Joe Rogan on, like you're being psyched. Like that's what's happening. It's, yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan's gotten to the point where he's whatever. already interviewed anyone and everyone of relevance. It seems like he interviewed uh, Mark Zuckerberg just last week. Yeah, he doesn't. It didn't he do? He does Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or whatever. That's exactly the point, though. Like literally, like he's got the stage now, and he's interviewing Mark Zuckerberg to try to convince you that Mark Zuckerberg is this normal, lovable, good guy. Do you ever think, like, maybe people are just doing things because, like, the world is full of a lot of normal people that might just, I don't know, find that interesting? If you you study history long enough and if you look into things, then I'm telling you that, like, you start to think about things differently. You don't care because you live in the U.S. and, like, generally you have, like, tons of freedom and, like... Yeah, like, I... Yeah, exactly. Like, I I don't care. Anywhere else... Like your entire life is like being concerned about like your family and your government because people. Oh, you know what? This reminds me. I've got a story. I've got a story from today. This is interesting. Um, So on the topic of like weird people and doing weird shit. So um, I had um, so that there were some uh, prison officers that came in today to the hospital. And um, so they had this guy in tow um, and we basically, um, you know, the guy stopped breathing and he got kidney failure and like the shit at the fan. 
and it turns out like he um was like uh intoxicated with some sort of like synthetic drugs and we don't really have good tests for this shit right um and uh it, so i was talking to the the officers i was like hey guys um you know hopefully you're having a good day um you know what the fuck's going on with this guy and i i kind of speak the way i speak now like so i'm pretty like pretty casual so like i get them to tell me you know funny shit uh, cause you know, you can't talk too formal otherwise. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. No, sir. No, no, no Fuck that. Uh, so we just kind of like, <laughs> so chit chat with these guys and I'm like, how the fuck do you get, um, enough like synthetic bath salt like drugs into a prison? Like right now there's, you have three officers on this guy. Usually the higher security, um, prisoners usually will have, um, like, when they come to a hospital, they'll have more security on them. So you can tell like who's the serial killer and who's the, you know, fucking mafia boss or whatever the fuck. Right. Like you just get a sense of like how bad they are. Um, so this guy had three officers and this is on it for a guy, like literally in a coma laying there on a vent. He's got three officers. So who the hell knows? Like they're probably defending against like in case someone tries to spring him from the hospital or whatever. Right. So, I'm like, how did this guy, how does this, how do people bring drugs in right now? Is it like you guys are like fucking like getting, you know, getting paid to, you know, peddle drugs in there? Is it like, um, you know, like, is it families bringing like at that, you know, you watch the TV, you know, how there's like the visitation table and all that shit. And they bring like little, and then they're like, no, they're getting in the mail. I'm like, what the fuck? They're getting drugs in the mail. And they're like, yeah, they're so get, guess what they're doing nowadays? They're lacing uh, the pages of books out of you're into books so you can understand like what yeah, this is. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> right? So like what they're doing is they're putting, uh, they're soaking the pages of books in uh, the various drugs. And then like, I, I'm like, okay, so what do they do then? They like maybe dip the book in the toilet and like wring it out like, you know, like a sponge and maybe like, you know, suck on these drugs or somehow and. And uh, they're like, no, you just simply like take the page of the book and you just smoke the thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is a thing. So I was like, OK, <laughs> like um, maybe you should like stop letting them get books or something. You know? <laughs> like anyway, wait, 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 exactly. this is for real. This is for real. This is today. This is real. This is going on for a long time, though. Like that's that's a popular. I I never heard that. That's insane. I will never doubt. I will never doubt the ingenuity of a drug addict. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, but like uh, over the last like you know over so many years, like I like there have always been drug ODs in prisons. Like always. Did he die? Uh, he's actually surviving at the moment he actually woke up got him off because nice. most of the most of the overdoses will wake up within about 24 hours so oh, he's okay. he's up he's off his little vent vent ventilator and everything but he his kidneys kind of has have taken a hit so he's like in a dialysis machine for a few days until his kidneys recover um but yeah like that he, he it's like this is your taxpayer dollars at work or whatever you know taking care nice. of this situation right <laughs> so listen if he was like inventive enough to do something like that Maybe he deserves it. Well, the good news is, um, like the prison systems actually pay really well. Like they pay, they have, they pay better than almost any, um, 
like, you know, like whatever insurance or, you know, Medicare or whatever the fuck you have, like they pay uh, consistently. So it's actually pretty good to uh, cover these guys. Isn't that why people like try, like sometimes people will try to get thrown into prison so you get like health insurance and. Yeah. Like if you get cancer or something, go to prison. That would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Noted. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. I have a whole, I have a lot of uh, weird prisoner stories. They're kind of interesting, but I don't know if we want to get into that right now. Um, One time I went to the emergency room and there was a guy in handcuffs next to me. And it was like when I lived in the Bronx, it was scary. He had like ankle shit on too. There was this one time when, um, uh, this is a different city now. Uh, I, there was one time where, um, there was like the bloods and the crypts, you know, they have their, you know, various battles and whatnot. Right. Um, and there was like this shootout that happened and you had both these dudes that were, um, two guys that were shooting victims of each other like they literally shot each other and somehow or another it so happened that um you know because you know who the fuck's paying attention to this when they're you know admitting these people in the hospital so they both get sent up to um after you know maybe getting their surgeries or whatever and they wind up in a space where these two uh uh gang members basically are in the same like either room or like right next to each other and uh, like a fucking gun battle erupts on this floor because like the families or the the gangs of these two groups come in and they just like i guess like throw gang signs and whatever the fuck right it it turns out i was in medical school at this time when this whole thing happened and i shit you not we had to we had to endure like a half day of classes like like why is it that with these motherfuckers punishing each other, I have to sit for a half day and learn about like gang signs and other bullshit. Right. Like it's like, I was like, so we had to like, they have a lot of gang signs and shit. It was like a fucking PowerPoint. Like, like <laughs> remember we had that other guy in the other day and he's like, yeah, it was a blood. And you know, I got into the gang. Yeah. Thing. He was like, he was like scary when and, he was talking about how he like all of these jobs, they wouldn't hire him for. Like, I was like, Holy, what the hell did you do? Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, he was in that. that? (laughs) Yeah, he was in the security industry now, which is interesting. Like guarding. uh, Yeah. Like, why are they letting him like have a gun? I don't know. But yeah, so it's well. It sounds like he turned his life around. Everything's fine. Um, forget his name. But um, but he. he, So in this case, like they made us like uh, sit there in class and learn about gang signs for like a shit you not. It was like gang sensitivity. Like we had to like learn how to throw signs and the whole fucking thing. We're like throwing signs at each other, like little like. You know, like like as if we're like with a bunch of students and stuff in, in a like a medical school, like, you know, acting like all hard and shit, like, you know, like making little gang signs. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun little thing. And then we were like, and you have to like make little gang notes, right? And pass them to each other. That was kind of fun. Steffi, did you learn how to crip walk? Oh, you know what? I think I think we did. Like there was like a little diagram with a little character on the PowerPoint that had something like that on it. But it's been a long time. I don't remember the details. Why? That's fucking incredible, dude. Did you learn how to crip walk? Uh, yeah, dude. When high school, like we we don't, we did all that shit. There was a lot of kids I went to school with that were bloods and crips. Were you like a little suburban gangster, or like were you? No, like I grew, deep up, in I, grew I'm, I grew up in New York City. Oh, okay, so like you you were legit um, in the thick of it. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, listen, you know, like New York is uh, it's like very mixed. And uh, I didn't go to a big high school, but like I went to a specialized high school with like a bunch of smart kids. But like so all like the smart bloods and crips were in my school. Uh, but like they were the best crip walkers for sure. Did yeah, I, 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 was bo- I was born around there, but then nah, I, didn't go to subs- I was born around there, but my parents subsequently left because they loved me. Yeah, I mean, I grew Did up. Did you go like- to the Bronx Science? No, nah, Addy, I'm not going to die for going to school on, on Twitter spaces recorded. Um, yeah, but this, you're talking about high school. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, <sighs> but, uh, Steffi, listen, I grew up in New York during like the best time because it was like incredible and Hold up. Hold up. Giuliani era. Yeah, 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 I know. Right? Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like everything was like, it was all beautiful. It's going to shit now again, though. Okay. Huh. Um, Addy, you got a terrible attitude. You got to relax. <laughs> I have like an amazing attitude, but nah, whatever. Like, real snippy and cutty. You got to chill out. Oh my god, you need to relax. <laughs> getting so like upset about a girl just talking. My goodness, I'm getting upset. Like you're just like you talk over and like you're very rude. I don't like that. I'm literally the co-host of this space. Do you want to like you can leave? You're the co-host, dude. Seriously. I don't, okay. I don't think she's being rude. I think I think she's just abusing her power. Which <laughs> she could... Look, look. If I was co-host, I would abuse my power. I'd do that whenever I'm co-host. So, I get it. Dude, what Seth, is it? What is it? Jer- what's a Jernojit? Is it Jernojit? Like, how do you say your name? Is it Jerno? Is it Jeet? Just, just say Jerno. Just that's fine. I'm I'm not actually the Pajit. It's it's a long story. And you've got like um, you've got like a little what Indian flag there, and you've got like an Alex Jones. Like it's like a lot going on. I get it. It's a lot going on. I'm I'm having a hard time sort of sorting it all out. <laughs> you just just imagine I'm just an Alex Jones adjacent person who's freaking out all the time. That's all you need to know about me. Were you, were you a big fan of Alex Jones? Or are you still a fan of Alex Jones? I mean, I just, I support whatever it is that he's trying to do. I get the energy, you know? Is he right all the time? Probably not. I don't know. But, I mean, he but brings the right energy. All the you know? time, yeah, but he, he has been right about a lot of things that uh, people yeah. thought were crazy. But in that I mean, he was right about the pedo shit, which was, like, wild. You literally all the while before 9-11. That, that that they were the U.S. government was going to take out the World Trade Center and they were going to blame it on the Bin Ladens. Well, no, not eleven. I, I don't. I don't. I don't agree. He I think it two months before it happened. Yeah, he well, said you know, something like that. It was weird. I I saw the clip. I, I will. I I have very difficult time to um get on a wagon with people thinking that nine eleven was the United States job. I think it's just craziness. One hundred percent inside job. Dude, so thirty-five hundred thousand people uh, died. Thirty-five—I'm sorry, thirty-five hundred people died. Do you think that you think the government gives a fuck about that? They could give a shit less. Like, just you got just take a look at the footage. Like, I was in New York City. Hey, 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 hey! I work for the government. Chill, dude. Sorry. Um, so- uh, <laughs> no, uh, you Definitely, facts are facts, though, big dog. <laughs> Well, I mean, periodically I sit around planning how to murder all of you, but uh, you know, from time to from time to time, as, it works. as, as every good government, uh, every, as everybody who works in the government does. 
you you guys should join the government and like fix all this shit, right? Like if it's a problem. Hey, uh, by the well, way, yeah, little... if you want to complain so much about it, like they wouldn't hire me. Okay, not, not I'm to... I'm too schizo. Not to totally derail this, but uh, because it's really hard to tell like what tangent we're on right now. But um, what about this thing like where you know they they find Bin Laden and you know he's like got all of this like uh, interesting porn on VHS tapes or whatever the fuck. No, not to interrupt your porn story, Sadie, but I'm going to hop off, guys. Why are you doing everyone. it? Oh. <laughs> Bye, Chair Bear. Have a good night, everyone. Oh, I'll see you later. Laden, though. What did you just say? I said, who says they found Bin Laden? Oh, good God. Um, no proof. And they dumped him overboard before they made it back to the U.S. Every he's, not, he's not wrong about that. You're saying this is just all one big psyop. There was no porno. There was no, like, <laughs> no, there was definitely porno. I mean, like, he was definitely a pervert in a cave. I'm just saying that the U.S. government didn't find him. Wait, are you guys saying that's it's real that they found a bunch of porn with him? I thought Sebi was just like, I don't know. Throwing no, it that's out. 100%. They found, they found a no, that, that was the thing. But how do, you know they didn't plant, how, do, how do you know they didn't just plant the porn, though, to discredit the guy or whatever? I mean, to, to discredit Bin Laden? Like, yeah, like, watching the porn was the worst thing he's ever done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, never, mind, never, mind, never mind beheading people, but hey, look at him, motherfucker, watching porn. What a pervert. No, I, I, just, I just thought it was funny that apparently uh, he had a lot of, of my favorite video games in his lair. Wait, oh, can really somebody go back? Like, what was so? What type of porn was it? Like, I I didn't know about this. So, um, granny porn. Okay, Steffi, go ahead. What what kind of porn was it, Adams? It was uh, there was a lot of tranny porn. Really? Are you just saying that, or is that real? No, I'm not. Listen, I speak facts. I don't larp on here. I don't know. You were like being a little mean to me earlier. I, I kind of want an apology. You're not getting one. Just chill out. Okay. Um, Whoa, someone is offended. I know. You, kind of, you speak to the you speak to the women in here like very like hostile compared to the way you speak to the men. Like you were kind of aggressive no, 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 when you were no. talking Listen, to Vera. Addie, a second ago. You. No, I wasn't aggressive. The only thing I said to Vera was Steffi asked me what I think about her. I said I think she's very friendly. I was not aggressive. I was very like, polite. Literally five seconds ago, you were being a little like your tone. No, it's just not with Vera. Vera's been very polite. I've been very polite. Back. Very respectful. Okay. I mean, I don't know why you're so like. Get back to the Bin Laden porn, though. I don't know Bin why you're back. getting. Yeah. Addy, stop. Listen, this guy's talking about Bin Laden into trainees. All right. Let's go. Yeah. Continue, I guess. <laughs> so do we have. Like, can we. Do you have the links to the specific porn? Can we watch it? <laughs> Yeah, that would be yeah. one hell of a thing just, to just hang out and just do. To, just as a point of research, right? Just to get our mind in the head of this fucker, right? Yeah, we're not like, nobody's like, you know, getting off on it. We just need to see Steffi, it. Steffi, are, are you, are you all right, man? Hey, I don't understand hey, what hey. you aren't understanding about how research is just normal. Like, this is, he's fine. We just need to see it, Yeah, though. but like, why did I hear pants un unzipping? Like, what does that mean? Excuse me? Uh, I'm just changing my pajamas. Okay, who's providing the details? What on... what are the evidence? We want to see evidence in the, in the videotapes. I think yeah. this is what Google's for. Let me let me check while you guys are talking. So, what else was there besides this one category? 
Crack. Any 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 animals? I would assume. <laughs> no, nah, just crack from California. Crack. Wait. So now we're not talking about porn. We're talking about drugs. Now there is crack. We're just there. talking about what they found in Ben Laden's lair. Okay, so what other types of porn? There was just that one type, and then drugs. That, that was the big like... category. With, uh, so Newsweek. Uh, Newsweek says that um, at the time, Mike Pompeo, um, well, he was like CIA director or whatever, would not release uh, the Bin Laden porn stash, which is actually quite a shame. I mean, like you know, they would have gotten a lot of views. They probably enjoyed it. Oh, you mean that the, the CIA is just like sitting back and watching this? <laughs> I mean, I would not be surprised if the CIA is jerking it right now to try any porn. It's almost like, but you know, it's almost like a Birkin bag because if, you, if you're the only ones that have this, right, yeah. you're the ones that know. You have like, imagine you have the original VHS tapes or whatever of Bin Laden's porn. Yeah, that's got to be like, yeah, that's something you can't even really put a value on. Yeah, I mean, I wonder though, did they just make this up? Like that's that's the thing that I wonder. Is it just something they said? Why would they make it up? He's already like dead. He already blew up the towers. Because, like, well, because we can't stop kicking dead horses throughout history. This is all that we do. Yeah, but like, do you think the government's going to be like? And you know what? We should add on top of this. I, I don't. I don't think so. This was in like 2010. Okay, the, the, the different world. Yeah, but, but it, it, when it makes sense to me that like if you're gonna live in a cave in Afghanistan with uh, like it makes sense to me that this guy would have porn. All right, number one. But sure, the thing is, it, you know, they want to portray him as like this hypocrite to the Wahhabists, where he's like acting all like holier than thou and Western yeah. civilization's evil and shit. But then he's watching like like white uh, trannies or whatever that have nothing to do with Islam or whatever uh, doing porn. Puerto Rican trannies. Oh. Okay. Ooh, and so he just he went straight oh. to New York. I mean, like, listen, man, you've got like twenty five wives, and you need porn. I don't know, man. Um, I'm if you had twenty five wives, it like this, okay. <laughs> we, we just we just like to try to to try to like break people down psychologically. This is what people do. You just exaggerate. Like, we have a hard time handling one woman in this room or two, right? Like, if we mm -hmm. had twenty five, that you guys would probably be like, um, yeah, good fucking luck. Yeah, I fucking kill myself. No, I just exactly put two in my head and just be like, I'm done. I would just fucking smack them all and tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus, like, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Why you have to do so it, Vera. Your, Vera, your voice is really breaking up for some reason. Is it really? Yeah, it's like really yeah. harsh. It's you like you have to do it so often. Oh my god, it sounds like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> Okay. Um, sorry. What were you saying? Somebody else was speaking? Uh, I mean, I, I was just saying was I like, would I not want, want 25 wives. And then someone was saying something. I, I would not want 25 wives. That's too much. Too much to deal with. I'd need other people. Brother, that's not why you, you're a student of Islam, though. That's true. That's true. It's not for you, buddy. That's true. Yeah, the whole the whole uh, polygamy thing. What's your take on that, Addy? Would you be uh, the wife? Uh, would you be like wife number seventeen? Mm, no, I've I've no, absolutely not. 
That's you know, like on your mind. If you, if you were though, like, would you be really pissed if, like, maybe wife number twelve got a Birkin bag, but you didn't? Like, I have like, yeah, like I'm like, this would be like my worst nightmare. I'd kill myself before like I would be put in a situation like that. So, so there are, this would be your personal Afghanistan. <laughs> this would be my nine eleven. Like I like okay. this is like wow. So there there would be certain things you would do yourself in for. We've determined. Oh, absolutely. And like, yeah, I've, t- I like, I definitely tweet about this sometimes, like how much I just like detest like stuff like that. Like mostly just because I can't imagine like not, um, like sharing the attention. Like I just, I can't, I don't know how that would, that's crazy. Mm. But I don't know. I'm going to have to digest that for a minute and think about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have any problem with, like, I don't know. I think it's it's kind of, like, it, yeah, it's just, like, the 17. That's that's way too many. Um, I think to each their own, though. What like, about, like, three or four? Like, wives? Or, like, maybe, like, you're just, like, in an open relationship? Like I don't know. Fully. Multiple wives? Like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd like want my husband to have other wives. But yeah, but what if he was like a warlord? Um, I wouldn't care. Like, what? Or what if you had like four hundred husbands? Hmm. No, no, that's something to consider. Um, no, I don't think I want four hundred husbands. Like, then I'm like having to like no i don't <laughs> you're you're you would be responsible for what managing them at that point yeah like that's way too much like what like men are kind of i don't know like i mean you've probably never like i guess you have never probably lived with another man besides yourself but like i fuck no i wouldn't want to do that no wait wait are, you're a micromanager aren't you i feel could like you imagine could you imagine Addie? like so let's say you were like the uh, only woman left alive and there was like um maybe like uh, 20 men left to you know and yeah. imagine like um so each each male has like some sort of like you know like hobby or autistic you know bullshit mm-hmm. trick, right like one of them you know uh you know like collects a lot of porn the other one um, <laughs> maybe like has a penis pump the other one has right. like a hardcore like uh like nickelback fan or something like that like so so each one of them is like like this like obsessive about something right yeah um you might have to have like a small like wall dedicated to each of them in the house it's like mm-hmm. they can keep they can put their shit there like one of them will have their sports gear right like maybe their um nfl paraphernalia it would be yeah. a very interesting house wouldn't it like a little yeah, it would be like a museum would- definitely yeah it would kind of be like living in a gallery of sorts um look i think i think like something that is really endearing about men and i mean this genuinely is like are their little like autism interests like i i find it really charming but um like dealing with that for more than one man just seems hard to balance i don't know i mean you could date dumb men that don't have any thoughts I would literally, again, rather kill myself than date someone that was dumb. Seriously, that's like, like, I, I like I'm at a 
<laughs> lost for words because I can't explain how much that that would like not work for me. Yeah, you're not into remediating idiots, is what you're saying? No, like I like I think you know everyone has like their thing that they like. Like some people, you know, they're always like dating people that look like they're like right out of GQ, and um, I'm not saying that like I like don't like I I think everyone likes an attractive person, but I'd say like my thing that I'm really like probably like vain about or like um not that's not the right word but like is intelligence so I don't like want to date an idiot I just yeah I couldn't deal with that it'd be so boring I think and just like annoying so so what you're saying is you're a spurg tamer I don't know what that means but um uh like Okay. What, a wet tamer? I don't understand. What does that mean? You know, like like you find these like really high IQ um oh, like Aspergers? Guy. That's yeah. Oh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, everyone I dated has probably been a little bit autistic, but um yeah, it's more like uh ew, this is such a like a disgust like it's so like sounds so um, up my own ass to say it, but like sapiosexual, like I'd probably say that that like that unfortunately like fits me pretty well. So, what does that mean exactly? It means like you're, um, like really attracted to intelligence. Like I think that's probably my number one thing. Like you know how people have their little lists of things that they like. That's probably my number one. Yeah, you'd probably like my crazy son then. <laughs> Is he like a little bit autistic? No, he's just, he's just, uh, he's just ridiculously smart. Oh, are you trying to set me up with your son, Sefi? I probably should. Maybe you should. How old is your son? Uh, he is, uh, 19 though. Oh. I thought you were going to say like nine years old. (laughs) No. Uh. No. (laughs) That'd be a little bit weird, but yeah, unless Addy, you're willing to wait, right? (laughs) <laughs> but um I no i don't yeah that's that would be a long time to wait um well yeah i guess maybe we'll have to talk i don't know 19 though i don't i've never dated anyone younger than me so that'd be weird probably yeah i told you right his his uh one of his like uh grandfathers was um he's uh the chief justice of the supreme court of india for example Oh wow! Uh, he, he has a grandfather that was a surgeon, uh, grandmother that was like a high risk, uh, like OBGYN. Okay, these are uh, like some great genes that we're getting here. Yeah, his mother's a uh, internal medicine physician. I am a physician too. His, uh, like, yeah, he, there's just a lot of. Uh, oh, my mother's a physician as well. But anyway, the point is, like, uh, yeah, genetically, he's like. Uh, like a fucking like super being comparatively it's kind of weird like if you if actually if you marry up in terms of intelligence in terms of like you notice it within two generations it's Mm -hmm. fucking ridiculous like like he's like compared to everyone else like um we're all just idiots compared to him like that's how like it you know and we're not exactly totally it's ourselves it's just that when you (laughs) by comparison you look right where I was at, at that age and, and where his, it's like, a, it's a bit obnoxious, but at least uh, he doesn't have like any kind of like, he's kind of got a car thing. He likes, you know, 
he likes fast cars mm-hmm. and stuff like that, the standard boy stuff, but he doesn't yeah. have anything really weird going on. Like he doesn't have any like uh, strange tendencies, which, uh, <laughs> which can, which can happen. Right. Like when, that's the problem. Oh, definitely. I think like everyone that I've dated that has been like pretty um, yeah. high IQ is like the, like I've, I've never dated anyone that wasn't like a, definitely a, like a certified weirdo but yeah like the the good thing is my like mm, for my nerdiness my wife balances out things really well okay like so she's, she's like uh, normal she's way <laughs> no she's like way more on that sort of eq side like kind of mm-hmm. really like you know she's the one that lights up the you know lights up the room and all that right so she's got right. that vibe so it's actually like if if one person's really like let's say kind of got that like uh, like logical intellectual shit going on mm-hmm. it does help to have the other person being like um like the way more nurturing person otherwise your kids are gonna be fucking idiots like yeah. they're, gonna, they're gonna be insane no i so, definitely agree like, Co- coach would sort of say the same thing that like he's not here right now or maybe he is but he was <laughs> like yeah i want to i want a girl that like frolics around and makes like wreaths out of leaves and like uh you know picks flowers like that's my wife essentially mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah kind you of need like, kind of the, like the balance um yeah your son sounds great i don't know maybe i'd maybe i'd consider dating someone younger we'll see um can you guys bring up king wabi please like oh um, Steffi, you i'll defer that decision to you wait but are we gonna like are we gonna vibe here are we gonna like go crazy but first off uh savvy christine (laughs) before we we derail things uh christine what's up hi what you doing oh well you know i'm just trying to catch up with the conversation you guys sound like you're having a pretty in-depth conversation and i agree 100 percent. without intelligence you really don't have anything but then I'm the, I mean, it's all about balance as well. So you like, you like an intelligent guy or you like uh, emotional guy? Oh no, they have to be intelligent. It's That's so your sexy. Thing. It's so sexy. It's like extremely sexy, right? But you're saying like, if, if you're a nerd, just go full nerd. Like, don't try to like pretend to be other shit. Absolutely. Don't try to pretend. Well, first and foremost, don't ever try to be something that you're not. Because then, you know, that never works. Exactly. Because, because eventually, no matter how hard you try to be somebody else, within 90 days, your true self comes out and then there's problems. So always be who you are. And, and if you're trying to be somebody else, then you're not really going to find the right person because it's never going to work out. Right. It just doesn't. So but I think intelligence is extremely sexy. You know. And pheromones, obviously. So you like to have kind of like a, a balance between like yourself and uh, your other, or do you like? Oh uh, uh, well, no. Listen, so I'm extremely intelligent, but I'm extremely sexy. So I carry both traits. So I balance everything out, right? So if oh. you if you if you're intelligent and you're sexy. And you try to be with somebody that can't match that or challenge that or that you can't learn from, then it becomes really boring. It's really no fun to be with a guy that can't, you can't have a conversation with. I totally agree. Like, right. Then you're just, and after a while you're like, yeah, you know, well, cause you're kind of how, faking your, how good you are point. in bed. I don't care how good you are in bed. It doesn't, at some point you have to have a conversation. 
Thank goodness I've got the looks of a stud and I've got the personality of a thousand enthusiasts, Buddhists, monks. So I, I feel like you might have just missed the whole point of what she said. Just can I take a roll call of the women in here? Out right. of women in, how many of you guys are single? You can just raise your hand. Sefi, it's one in, Sefi, it's one in the morning and we're in a space. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 hold on, Wabi. So Dude, they're know. all single. You There's know that. Three. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to prove my point. Thank you. Yeah. Adonis, it's what one in the morning. Point, sir? Adonis, uh, we're in a room with uh the Fallout Boy, Vault Boy. Yeah. And uh with Coach Bruce Wrangler and a frog yeah. on a rocket ship called King Wabi the First. I think uh two years ago, if you were to tell them that they would be in a space yeah. Uh, at one in the morning discussing these things, I'm pretty sure the response would be, uh, I'd rather be dead. Yeah. So. Three single women talking about intelligent men. What? Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Seriously? Brandon. Let's go, that Brandon. Like when you say stuff like that, it sort of makes you seem like you are okay, relax. insecure just, with your intelligence. Just, no, I'm just being honest just, with you. Just, just take it easy. I'm not insecure about anything. Just take it easy. <laughs> Have a good time. Well, that sounds like somebody time. that's really but, like, secure. You're single with... talking about intelligent men. Get a man first and then upgrade. I ladies, mean, ladies, I'm insecure that, like, about my one big dating girl. people. Look at that. She's smiling. She's laughing. She's having a good time. Christine, you're <sighs> part of the gang, baby. Yo, Journey. I'm journey. Just, I just, Yo, Journal. I, just journal to know. Jet. I got journal one messed jet. up help. Journal Jet, dude, let me just say two things. Number one, you sound like the kind of guy who has the perfect evil laugh. And <laughs> thank you. Addie did it this time. Of course yeah, she we know the party pooper. The bad attitude. The party pooper. What's man, all the I love going the, on? Well, where's Kate, man? We need we need a lady with a great attitude. I miss exactly. Kate. Exactly. I miss Kate. Yo, Journal Jet. So on top of that, you know, you have a great evil laugh, but you also made like, I think you were referencing some movie, right? And uh, I think it was a Jim Carrey movie. I think it was The Mask. And you did some crazy ass noise. You were like, oh, God. You have great impersonations, man. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I think it was like two days ago. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was kind of drunk. So. Uh, hey, Jarno, you watch InfoWars? Um, it's been a while. Dude, I have the original copy of the Bohemian Grove. Like, nice, dude. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> dude, I downloaded that shit in middle school, and I told the teacher, um, I'm, like, I'm like, Miss, have you seen the Bohemian Grove? The presidents are all there, dancing half-naked, burning people. And you know, I was suspended. Wait, what? Yeah, dude. Dude, Steffi, uh, you don't know about Bohemian Grove, dude? Mm, not too. Should I know about it? You should look it up. It's all right, so crazy. All right, so like the space might rug, but essentially, the Bohemian Grove was uh, Alex Jones going to the Bohemian Grove, which is like this yearly retreat where people from like the World Economic Forum and uh, you know uh, presidents and. Uh, kings of uh of countries go up to meet once a year and essentially they uh dance around uh naked around uh this uh statue called Moloch and um 
when they do this ritual where like they burn like they actually like burn uh like a carcass that's supposed to resemble a human and uh you know it's all caught on film and um yeah you see some some pretty uh esoteric and demonic that sounds like a a, a summer or fall where milo is hunting in the northern canada no no this is actually this is actually serious dude and like this film was made in like the year 2000 i I think it came out before 9-11 bro and i remember being in actually being in like elementary school dude who who was there who was there this was what what do you mean who was there who was at this ritual sacrifice uh like government leaders uh presidents ex-presidents you can look it up but i'm pretty sure the video's taken down but if i re-upload oh, it you can find it it's not hard to find people post it up all the time yeah but uh, is it like the original footage like like the like the og footage like you can see more stuff and all that or is it just like fragments of it well i mean like preston hodgkiss ronald reagan harvey hancock nixon seaborg sparks it's, it's actually kind of funny because nixon said um, it was some of the most uh, F-slur bullshit he's ever seen in his life, and he doesn't understand what's wrong with these people. <laughs> yeah, Nick's the only president with a backbone who's got his head on. Yeah, he was he was like he was like Trump, dude. Like he literally said that like the Democrats want to turn America into uh, Rome, and that the last six Roman emperors were all fags. And, uh, you know, that was the downfall. And, I mean, just look now, dude. We have Ho Jiden as president. There's a lot of shit that's, like, hilarious. Yeah, dude, Ho Jiden, bro. Come on, man. Here's the deal. Listen here, Jack. Dude, fucking Um, Gavin. Little Vera, um, from the perspective of the uh, Russian people, um, what are these guys talking about? They lost me. They they, they lost me. Uh, In terms of Bohemian Grove, yeah, I mean, Talking about Illuminati, the people who, so to speak, rule the world and doing the kinky stuff. Oh, I mean, it's possible. I love Wait, Vladimir Putin. Let's Vladimir assume, Putin let's for a moment. Man. Let's let's assume for a moment I was a member of the Illuminati. How would you know for sure? I would I never mean, you know. You wouldn't. You just you wouldn't. You'd never would, know. Nope. You'd be convincing us to get our third booster shot and to vote Democrat. Yeah, and then go to go to Sunday school church, and then go to Chili's That's with Nana, with Nana, with 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 Nana and Pop Pop to have Din Din. That's exactly you, so how you're it t- is. You're bro. telling me that uh, you don't believe that, that you don't know to be true. See, you're assuming that you're assuming that she's going to just simply uh, disappear left. you from this earth without a vaccine. I'm sorry. Would you say it again? It was hard to hear. No, I'm just saying, like, if if uh, you uh, is the assumption that you believe that I I, I don't have the sort of like uh, let's say intellect or willpower to disappear you from this earth without a vaccine. <laughs> well, that would require. I right? Do it. I think I think most of us have the capacity to disappear someone off this earth. Yeah. So what's so special happen. about the vaccine then? Why does one have to have this uh, technology for this purpose? Sefi, that would require myself locking up my funds into your protocol, right? And, um, you know, I'd like to see... A, yeah, a like, good... for example, if I wanted to get a substance into your body, why wouldn't I just put it in the water supply? But no, no, no. Like what's you... going on, though. It's, that's actually happening. They're putting shit in the water supply. 
like first uh, things first, dude. Uh, what protocol? Matthew, you how do you feel about th- those statements as um, a doctor that actually went to medical school and like understands like mm, which part? They're putting it in the water. Uh, like for example, King Wabi uh, was uh, in the shower earlier, right? Um, yeah. Well, uh, did you inhale light. any All of right. the? Did you uh, did you inhale any of the water vapor? Dude, I was too busy trying to get my back, dude. My back is like extremely, it's getting extremely large and it's yeah. growing like hair at a rapid pace, bro. Well, like we know that back. he definitely did, Sethi, because he was talking to us. So, Well, I hope you don't yeah. get uh, a mycobacterium avium or pseudomonas infection in your lungs for having done that. No, no, it's okay, dude. I, I identify. In other as, words, uh, when, when everyone's trying to like just kind of like murder themselves, there's no need for like a vaccine to come do it for you. Sethi, look, 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 look here, bro. It, Look 80% here, of all human beings that come into intensive care have come in because of self-harm. Look the United here, States of America doesn't look, need a bunch of fucking vaccines to kill you. You're, you're look, all look, a bunch dude, of morons killing dude, yourselves. Look, look, as a nucleus pulposis, I've gone through spinal manipulation, and I also enjoy whatever kinematics, I've seen, right? I've seen well over, well over 20,000 deaths, and almost the, the vast majority of them were disease of self-abuse. But we don't like like this concern that like oh no the vaccine or whatever like, like hey Seth, hold on a second though I mean you literally have you literally have you literally have elites telling us that there are too many people on the earth it's unsustainable right that's the messaging that we're getting from the WEF from our leaders so so, so go I'm ahead not, and like make like it like let's get the population to maybe like five hundred billion maybe I guess right. I'm not saying that, like, I think that they're trying to kill us with vaccines. But what I am saying, though, is, is that, for instance, a vaccine, I can't call it the COVID-19. It's not a vaccine. I know vaccines to be things that help you from getting these things. I, I Listen, I did not get the vaccine. I've never gotten COVID. Everyone that I know that got the vaccine had very... Dude, they turned into NPCs. Like, they do you guys, like, do you guys understand, like, just asking a question, though, like, I'm being serious. Do you guys know that the like mRNA technology that was used to make the vaccine that is not new? Like, Hold on, are you are you va- are you vaccinated? Yeah, I'm vaccinated. Oh, like, fuck me! Okay, that that answers everything, Adonis. Um, you you guys do realize I'm actually a pulmonary physician, right? <laughs> Come on, Adonis. That work that actually uh, like no Adonis is doing. So we're, 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 we're going to have like this debate now. Oh, like mandates <laughs> for people to go get vaccinated. Like why Adonis was it over? Why did people lose their jobs? Because Adonis. they didn't want to get vaccinated. That uh, was the why? I would not want to go see Adonis a doctor. A- I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to go see Sethi if he wasn't vaccinated and he was. So, a, he's a pulmonary doctor. But bottom line, that's not uh, the running human systems. Whether they're like the economy, whether they are like dealing with uh uh you know spread of viruses anytime you get into something fairly complicated human systems don't really work very well so there's lots of different things that'll go wrong when it comes to things like uh response in warfare response in uh, diseases you got a bunch of fucking people like talking nonsense half the time that don't know what the fuck they're talking about that's pretty common um, with really like little to no actual like scientific or medical or otherwise background is pretty common. 
So, and it, you know, so like every single time, like there, the postmodern age, like pretty much every single therapy that you can imagine for every disease there is, there's some wingnut that thinks it's some, some goofy ass shit going on. Like I've taken care of over a hundred thousand people easily. And, uh, I've seen every manner of delusion you could possibly imagine regarding everything you can possibly imagine. There's no permutation of human delusion. I have not witnessed including whether it's like, Oh, the vaccine did that, or this did that, or who did who and whatever. Like, it's just like, it's just like an endless stream of nonsense you have to deal with pretty much. Right. So I have a if, like, for example, when you go to an airport, airport, right. Uh, it's quite possible, by the way, like if you go to an airport, the plane can crash, right? Uh, we, you don't sit around like in some like conspiracy circle jerk that like the pilot's trying to like, you know, put you down. You don't sit there and wonder about, oh, maybe the government's trying to fucking crash the plane, like all this other nonsense, right? Like, or maybe it is trying to crash the plane. Oh my God. No, I've, now that I've said it, you're going to have like a bunch of people in here, like wondering if the government's trying to like control airfare or the, you know, oh, the. The FAA is actually trying to the whatever FAA is trying to like crash the uh, airplanes. So there's always going to be some like uh, storytelling with almost no actual evidence whatsoever. Like so, the human beings love to tell fun stories. That's for damn sure. That that I know for sure. Um, but yeah, as far as like uh, like what do we know uh, when, when it comes to like medical science? The reality is is that like when you have a new problem you're sort of always in like this moving target. So the problem is, is that like, you're actually trying to find new information while it's actually coming in. And it's, it's a fairly complicated, very difficult problem to solve. And uh, a lot of mistakes will be made. It doesn't matter like uh, who it is or how it's done. So uh, it's not to say that like every time, you know, maybe mistakes in communication or makes mistakes like for example in who should go to work and who shouldn't and all this other bullshit Steffi, Steffi, like, I, all of, I, all of I those think things I know what you're saying are you saying no, you don't know what i'm saying <laughs> so all of these things um basically lead to like uh just sort of like just this mass kind of chaos which uh happens all the time it's like it ha it's expected like it's known that like you'll have uh like if you if you've ever if you meet enough people and you know how many people are out there with kind of like strange belief systems, you'll find out that it's really, really difficult to do anything cohesive with a large number of people. It doesn't matter if it's like vaccines. It doesn't matter if it's going to war. Like it doesn't matter if it's like, um, you know, running, let's say, a state government or a city government. There's always going to be like all sorts of weird dissent about the strangest things. Some of it justified, some of it not. Um, and you'll just never get a perfect system. That's just how, that's just how that plays out. And, and what ends up happening is, is the, um, there's always someone worried about something. So like if people want to do it differently, I got news for you. It's simple. Just go and get a degree in virology or some shit, go work for a company and do it better. You know, what I normally see is a bunch of people just bitching about nothing who don't know how to fucking do anything. That's how life usually Steffi, I agree with everything that you just said. But what I don't agree with, though, is the way that the policy was rolled out. And it leads you as an individual to believe if you step back and you look at it, it all seemed extremely nefarious. Yeah. The reason it, the reason it didn't work out, it always looks nefarious because it'll never work out. I'll give you a perfect example. So let's say, for example, it'll never work out the way you want it to. Just I'll give an example. So Addy creates a vaccine, let's say. I don't know. Just pick for whatever disease, right? 
So if she releases it, so this happened during HIV is a great example. The AZT was um, the first sort of agent used for HIV. And back in the 80s, everyone was like panicking about HIV. It's like, you know, oh my God, we're all going to die. And, you know, like people are worried about sex and HIV and the whole, the whole shenanigan, which is shebang, right? So like there was paranoia, there was all sorts of stories about who invented HIV and the government made it and all sorts of stupid nonsense. Like every single thing that you see today happened then. And it happens over and over and over again because human beings are fucking insane, right? So you get a group of people and what they wanted to do was they're like, hey, we have HIV. We want the drug right now. In other words, without randomized control trials or any studies, because if we don't use it, we're going to die. We need to give it right now. We're going to, you know, we're, we need it. So they didn't want to finish the studies. So basically, it set back at least two years the actual um, proving of whether or not the drug actually worked or not, right? So it's funny how, like, on the one hand, you'll have a group of people who's ready to take a drug. It's unproven, untested, and they'll make the claim that the government is withholding this drug uh, not not to say that it was even the government's fault. You have to get approvals. You know, you have to get all this shit done. So if you don't get the drug out on time, you'll have claims that the government is at fault and the rollout was terrible, right? On the other hand, if you release it and it kills a bunch of people because, like, it's not it's insufficiently tested, you'll have the public will want your head on a pike too. On the other hand, if you like release it but you don't get it to enough people, you're going to have people fucking bitching and moaning on the other hand if you get it um out and it turns out that single drug therapy rapidly results in resistance to the drug which is what happened then you'll have other people pissed off so like at the end of the day like when you're dealing with a new problem uh it's gonna take a really long time to settle in and figure out where you are and i got news for you all of the exact same things that you're worried about oh i'm worried about this rollout or that rollout if you can find me a group of perfect people, like maybe five of them, or maybe a hundred, or ten thousand, or a million of them, and you can get them all to work together to create a perfect cohesive system, um, if you can believe that that can actually occur, you, you'd actually have to be t- completely delusional or have never met the human race. We're fucking insane. Let's just start That'd with that. I'm not, I'm, not saying? Any, I'm not saying I'm not disagreeing with anything that you said. I 100 percent agree with what you're saying, but you gave me the intellectual runaround. You didn't answer my question. And I'm not saying which is people. what. So give me an example. What was what was the problem with which problem? So, so why why today in New York City? Why today in New York City can you not work without a vaccine? When the COVID nineteen vaccine has proved that it does not stop you from getting the infection. Why can you not get a job? This is coming from nobody I have fucking no idea. said when the vaccine came out that it was going to stop you from getting COVID. That's not how any fucking vaccine works. That's absolutely incorrect. That's the first thing that we were oh told. Oh my good god! I'm honest. Can I can I just come in from a can I, can I just come in from a less intellectual standpoint? Uh, no vaccine is ever a hundred percent, and everyone has always told you throughout your but entire life that you're protection. About that though, I'm arguing about no, like. No, no. But you're not letting me get to a point. You're just over talking me to state your point. All right. So it's protection, right? It's not 100% effective. But the vaccine isn't for the young, the, the healthy, the people that can survive. It's for the old lady that's 90 years old that you're about to cough past when you walk past or sweat past or something touches her. And then she dies because of your actions. Now, obviously, it's I, not 100%. I have a question. It does not. It does not. You're not telling me anything. You're giving me the I'm trying to explain to you why you have to do it. You have to do it to prevent death, dude. Imagine, emotional, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make this point. Let me make this point. 
it has been proven at least two dozen times that it doesn't do that. And I've literally had arguments with people over this. Actually, this is this because they said it's going to save grandma, but it's not four times. Yeah. Let me tell you why this is patently <laughs> absurd. So let me let me tell you exactly what happened. So uh, I was there for it because I was actually taking care of, you know, thousands of people dying of this disease. So like talking nonsense to people that actually know what they're doing. We'll just like start this over a moment. So the first uh, round of the disease, there was no vaccine, obviously. Um, the, the initial virus was substantially more virulent, right? So the amount of death that happened with it um, was different than what happened subsequently, right? So the initial sort of year was pretty brutal. We ran out of doctors, ran out of nurses. Everyone's just sort of like uh, filling up the hospitals. And still, it was still like, a, you know, 0.3% mortality virus. So um, on the whole, we actually, the whole thing, we actually became very fortunate because in a 1% mortality virus, you people would be like, not, you would have run out of food. So that would have been an interesting problem, which would be a much worse situation. That's from a national security perspective. We deal with those issues. Like what would happen if we can't get food to your doorstep or refined oil um, products to uh, market and everything else? So we deal with a lot of other issues besides like whether you feel like taking a vaccine or not. This is neither here nor there. There's a whole planet that has to run cohesively to make everything work and it relies on everybody else around you. Now, the first part of the pandemic, the first concern was really just like, okay, like, uh, number one, how do we actually take care of all these people where we don't have like, you know, morgue trucks outside and you're just sort of like, just, you know, you're basically closing the hospital to prevent people from coming in. Um, if you have a situation like a 1% mortality virus, a significant portion of the healthcare sector would, ha would have had like one of their family members die in the midst of everything. And then you have a real problem because like a lot of people are out of work and all sorts of other shit. But fortunately, that didn't happen. This, this pandemic, I would say, was not nearly as bad as um, like some of the projections for some types of flu pandemics could be. Um, having worked over in like uh, UTMB Galveston's Biohazard 4 lab, um, like we deal with, we've dealt with situations that are much potentially worse, right? So there's interesting outcomes that could be a lot worse than this. So this is actually just like a test run in a sense of the first pandemic of the really modern age where we had the capability to like turn out a vaccine even. Um, I, I promise you at a 1% mortality virus, uh, like when everyone would know like someone around them that has died, um, you'd be a lot more upset about it and probably be like, oh my God, why aren't, why aren't there enough vaccines, blah, blah, blah. But so the first round was bad. Second round, what happened was in, in the particular area that we have, we actually just check, we ask people like, okay, have you been vaccinated? Have you not? And approximately 90% of the people on the second round who were hospitalized and died um, actually were people that were not vaccinated. So remember that. Like, so in other words, it was, it's not a question of whether it prevents the disease. You don't take a flu shot or a pneumovax. You don't take it to prevent disease. That's not what vaccines do. What they do is have some immune support preformed antibodies by the time the actual virus hits you, but it can't prevent all disease whatsoever, right? So it's an interesting kind of thing. And basically what happened the second time was, it wasn't that it necessarily prevented, it wasn't clear by the way, whether the vaccine could prevent spread or not. That wasn't fully known because by the time you figure all that shit out, by the time it, you can do full size randomized control trials, that takes like a year or two to get the data. You don't know for sure. 
if it's going to be successful in preventing spread by reducing the viral load in your nasopharynx and your upper airways to prevent it from getting from one person to other. This is all like, you know, I could do experiments on you, like take a big group of people and actually make you get the virus, for example. And you could go hardcore into doing that kind of thing. And you'd get data way more quickly if people were willing to sacrifice their lives to do that data. But it's generally considered unethical to inflict the virus on people on purpose in order to do a really, really rapid study, right? You could then find out very quickly. But, well, you know what? The government's not apparently good enough and they don't do that. So, <laughs> so in other words, there are ways to get um, information much faster but it's considered widely unethical, so it's not done. So it takes longer to get this information, which pisses everybody off. They're like, oh, you know, I don't want to lose my job, blah, blah, blah. You know, we get it. Uh, obviously, nobody wants to lose their job. So, um, you know, no one's sitting around going, oh, like we want nobody to be able to work at Home Depot or whatever. You know, that's not like what people are sitting around wondering about. So the second round, 90% of people that showed up at the hospital that actually died uh, not necessarily that didn't come to the hospital, the ones that died, uh, that fraction was almost all unvaccinated people. So this idea that somehow it doesn't prevent death is like ludicrous. It clearly did. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't get this widely discrepant um, sort of like population difference. So it wasn't 100%. About 10% of people had um, recurrent disease. I've seen patients with like who've had the virus, who came back again with the virus. The next time it actually damaged them further. Um, it was more like obese and diabetes, diabetics that had, got like the most sick with it. Um, most other people didn't do that badly. Um, it was actually really, quite frankly, like a huge portion of the Hispanic population that got decimated because um, there's a lot of like uh, type 2 diabetes there. So, yeah, it didn't affect everyone equally. But again, we didn't know who it would affect the most and who it wouldn't. Um, whether or not like in the workplace, the you know, vaccination makes sense. Like, does it actually prevent spread? Does it actually prevent like, um, uh, you know, loss of work days or some other, you know, thing that might make sense to use it? Um, so like my opinion on the question of like, um, forcing people to use it, whatever, as far as like its use in the workplace, I don't think ultimately it made sense, especially in retrospect because it didn't, um, uh, uh, you, you know, the, the, the fraction of people who are likely to have a problem, like it could have been honed down, I think quicker, but the problem is this, like anytime you have a large system, think about it like the Titanic, right? Like, or not a Titanic, but like, think of it like a cargo ship. Like I'm not trying to make a crashing reference here, but like think of a cargo ship. It's really hard to turn it, right? You turn the rudder and like you try to move this big ship. Uh, moving entire like populations of doctors, patients, a country of people to modify behavior based on a slight difference in a study or slight whatever, it's actually really difficult. It's actually difficult to educate politicians. Like I've talked to a lot of politicians and mayors and fucking whatever, governors and stuff. And it's really difficult to like get everybody sort of like to understand it. Um, not to mention, there's plenty of people in politics who have no clue about medicine either, by the way. Uh, so the idea that somehow you're going to expect your politicians to be somehow like miraculous fucking doctors and scientists, um, unless you guys want to go get science degrees and then go into politics, uh, like that shit's not going to happen. So guess what you have? What looks like a complicated series of like conspiracies is largely a complicated series of ineptitude because human beings are largely fucking stupid.
So if you want a conspiracy, it is that you belong to a race of beings that largely is idiots, right? Like we're all just morons. And that's why we see these things happen. You don't have to like connect special dots and shit. I was talking to all of these people as all these things happened. And it took so much time to explain to people like what the fuck was going on that, you know, like that time could have been spent better spent doing something else. But, you know, no one's going to, you know, elect you a dictator just because you know what you're doing. So like, yeah, there are definitely mistakes made. Like the CDC, like primary goal should have been what? Like, like imagine if you watch any movie about like bio, whatever, you know, events, you know, the, you know, the, the CDC really like the number one thing they should have done is had a plan for like how to like manage businesses, for example, like we know the occupancy, occupancy size of an average, you know, a typical business. Cause like state rules for fire and everything else prevents you from having more than a certain number of people in the building. Right. They, they have those numbers. So all they could, all they had to do really is they said, well, okay, let's just like spread people out a little bit. Okay. Let's maybe get only 50% occupancy at max and then, you know, not shut everything down. Maybe, um, but CDC didn't have any plan in place, right? Like there was no actual fucking plan. It was actually hilarious. Um, the, the one purpose, the reason for its existence, right. Uh, the, you know, and I've talked, I've talked to people at the CDC. I kind of hung out with them. I'm like, and I, and I criticized them just like you did. And I actually can criticize them to their face. Like, Oh, by the way, like what the fuck's going on? Like, you don't guys don't have an actual plan for what happens. <laughs> like, what do you do with the businesses? How do you make sure food services happen? How do you get, um, you know, the meat packing plants in uh, North Texas to not shut down and make everyone starve to death and all the other kind of fun stuff that could happen. Um, yeah, they didn't have a plan for any of that shit. So like all this stuff, like that you might think of in a zombie apocalypse where all the bad things happen, like the government had no real cohesive plan for any of it. So if they looked inept, it's not because the government's like got some like amazing abilities and they're fucking like running a conspiracy. They can't even fucking tie their own shoelaces. That's a conspiracy. Like these big systems, they don't like if they're really hard to run. They're really hard to run. They're really hard to plan for. They're really hard to dedicate resources to. And the reality is they're just like, if you think like uh, if things can be done better, I got news for you. Welcome to democracy and shit. Go fix that shit yourself. Like, like, like everyone, like, it's funny, like how many people on Facebook and fucking whatever, like, like little like Twitter warriors, like as if they're like so sharp, like they know what they're doing. Like, not really. Like, you know, you know how long it takes to get to the requisite knowledge base? Like what, 10, 20 years? Like I graduated at the age of 19, skipping three grades. And I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, just to think that like the average person is just going to be like, oh yeah, figuring out all this shit in the government, whatever, get out of here. Like that's the simplest way to think about this. Don't overthink it. And there will be tons of mistakes made and you have to decide, would you rather have anarchy where you don't have a government and everyone just does whatever, or would you rather have a government that's likely to be inept more like more than likely than not, they're going to fuck up a lot of things and try their best and get you something. Or would you rather have chaos? And yeah, there's going to be things you don't agree with. There's gonna be things like, well, maybe you know, we don't need like a third booster or maybe we don't need this or we don't need that. But like, think about this, like we live in a country where somehow the government's able to get everybody essentially free vaccine. And then the, when it's free, like people are like, oh, you know, like it's a conspiracy. There's like a robot chip in there and whatever the fuck, like Jesus fucking Christ. Like, you know, like do you not know anything about like, like why in the fuck would someone want to waste nanotechnology on your ass? Right. Like, like the reality is like, I'm not wasting my fucking money on that. Like you, you're, you're not worth it. 
Like, this is just nonsense. People act like as if like, you know, the, the kind of like conspiracy theories are so weird. Like it's just endless, endless nonsense, like two solid years. And social media just like amplified that shit to beyond belief. It's really, really weird. I can tell you stories that you like you can't even imagine. Like you'll have families, right? Like they had like the like kids who were basically orphaned because like, you know, both parents were like whatever anti-vaxxers or some shit. And second pandemic came out and then, you know, like both the parents died. Now you have like kids without parents. I'm like, okay, like good, good job, kids. Like, good job, parents. Like, you're like, wow, you're like, you're ideologically, uh, you know, against the government or where the fuck, but now your kids get to live, you know, in an orphanage or whatever. It's just weird. Like, you know, like, it just makes no sense at all. Like, nobody makes these kinds of, like, arguments about, like, I don't know, blood pressure drugs, usually. They don't make, you know, I see complications from so many medications every day. Like, you know, on an average day, more people come in with drug overdoses and, like, you know, strokes and things from, you know, smoking and, you know, doing this and doing that heart attacks, like 70% is the 70% of the average ICU census on a daily basis is self abuse. Think about that for a second. Like, in other words, like, you wouldn't be there unless you did it to yourself to some extent or the other. And like, we're worried about like conspiracies about vaccines and whatnot. Like, I'll, I'll take you to work uh, one day, and you can see what I'm talking about, right? Like, it's like, this is how the world sort of works. It's like people that don't sort of see enough death are in a delusional land of fantasy, right? Like why, come, come see 20,000 deaths and then tell me stories about whatever, right? You have no idea until you actually get in there and watch a lot of death, right? Like it's interesting, like military veterans, right? People who have been to war, like you have a few wing nuts in sort of like, you know, fringe groups and whatever, but by and large, these are guys that like were way more like, happy about getting vaccinated for covid than most of the general public like at the va hospital there were relatively very few deaths of covid because these guys were like fuck that i'm not getting anywhere near that shit like you know and these are actually like hardened warriors and you know whatnot like people like acting all like tough and shit like they, they know what they're talking about we're talking about like <laughs> veterans of multiple wars and they're like you know they had a relatively low death rate um comparatively because they just kind of like you know, they, they knew better than messing with this shit. Right. So anyway, like, and then another little uh, interesting tidbit, like uh, we had no doctors and nurses in our hospitals that uh, all of which were basically vaccinated to be there uh, die in our particular city. And we were around the virus like all the time, right? Like all the time. So it, um, you know, it's, that's not a very great statistical subset or anything, but anecdotally, I was worried that we'd lose actual staff members and stuff like that, which um, was brutal. We actually had uh, one nurse that uh, got really, really sick. Um, she actually didn't get vaccinated. She got the second uh, wave. She was one of these like nurses that were sort of like this, had this anti-vax kind of thing going. And, uh, and basically her lungs are devastated. She still looks like shit to this day. Like she can't, she's like half her lungs are destroyed. I had to take care of her in the hospital. And I'm like, why in the fuck didn't you do it? I just told you like, just take like, you know, why didn't you just, what the hell are you doing? Like you're literally breathing COVID like every day. And you're like, you don't, you know, whatever. So people do crazy shit. Anyway, the point is, um, it's kind of like, uh, I've seen every permutation of this. I've seen every conspiracy I've, like I looked at every complaint and the reality is most people, if you give them the reins to this ship, right? If uh, any, most of the people that are like critics of it, you give, let them control this. Um, and you're like, okay, what would you do? Right. 
like they don't have an answer. Like they have no answer. Like this is how it usually works out. It's just armchair quarterbacking and whatever. But Addy, what 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 is your opinion about the that whole thing? Like what what did you see and like as a layperson, what what did you feel about it? Like when you were just talking, or the, like COVID in general, or in general, or like or maybe like is well, anything when you I were just make any talking. Sense? I was I was thinking like wow I wish he would like talk like this a little bit more like that was that was great. Well, but, you know, like I, I was actually um, very pissed off about what's his name Fauci. Like you know mm-hmm. uh, he's like the reality is he's just gotten too old. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, what happened is is like he's not able to control like what he says exactly in terms of and how he says it and what you say and how you say it when you're talking to a nation of like you know, 400 million people or whatever is, you know, you have to be very, very specific about what you say. And yeah. um, you're not, you, most people aren't usually used to talking with that degree of specificity, especially when you're talking about scientific data, when you're like, if you're, you know, it's clear that he hasn't been uh, like in like scientific meetings for, you know, uh, lately very much. Cause normally when we speak at like, um, like American College of Chess Physicians or some of these places that um, figure all this stuff out. We basically have a very specific like um, way of speaking that like if it's statistical information, for example, um, we try not to make claims about data that are not true, but we're mm-hmm. particularly trying to make claims about data that like are very specific in that we're not saying something that isn't actually right. And it, it, translating mathematical like and statistical information into like human language, like where you're trying to tell someone something, it's really easy to get it wrong. Like it's really easy to say the wrong thing. That's why it's like like uh, a lot of doctors and such don't want to talk to the media because they'll say the media will say, "Oh, but you said this," and like well, I meant that, you know. Like it's it's actually really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he just at the time just I don't think was a particularly good spokesperson. Now he was like. He's actually um, one of the co-authors of the uh, textbook of internal medicine of the Harrison's book, which is one of the most commonly read um, medical textbooks on the planet. So like when people say, oh, he's just like an idiot or, oh, he's like, you know, um, you know, all the different comments people make about him or whatever. um, Yeah, it's easy to basically take the guy, whoever is willing to sort of like stand up there and turn him into like a, you know, a dartboard essentially and just say whatever you want about him. So totally. Yeah, it's like the reality is like when things like this happen, people bitch if nobody's doing anything and people bitch if someone's doing something. Like if you don't get the vaccine out soon enough, people are upset. If you get it out too late, they're upset. If you don't, you know, if you let people die, they're upset. If you whatever. But the reality is like vaccine or otherwise, like it's funny how like people will do things to themselves all their life, but they actually expect other people to fix it for them. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not like think, most um, people, like most people who are like militant libertarians is a good example. Like, uh, oh, I'm going to smoke. I'm going to do whatever I want. But when push comes to shove, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, take the cancer out of me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, why don't you just die? Well, one thing I think that is, you know, like, is and maybe this is, you know, this is definitely going to come across as um, maybe pretty insensitive. But for people that, you know, were like decided not to get vaccinated and then you know maybe they were like smokers their whole life and then you know you're getting put in the hospital and you're taking up a vent like i, I don't know i just think that that shit's like yeah you see hypocrisy. when you're complaining about it like 
I, I don't know. It's just yeah, I'm you kind see of hypocrisy like, all the time. Like for example, like you notice how some people, um, you know, you get your little driver's license. They don't like put their um, name down as an organ donor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, like, like when the time comes to get an organ, they're perfectly fine to take someone else's. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, human beings are fucking yeah. insane. That's what I if you do this long like, enough, you realize it. This whole like, I mean, I, I think I'm I'm just kind of. I don't know. I I think I've said this before. Both my parents work, you know, have always worked in, you know, biotech and like medical adjacent. You know, my mom works in, you know, my mom works for these companies that, you know, like make these vaccines and shit. But I think it's just kind of like, I don't blame a lot of people for not understanding it if they, you know, they're, a lot of people don't even have a base knowledge of vaccines in general. And so like, you know, if you're not understanding that, then I see how it's like scary and stuff like that. But it's also like a lot of it is, you know, the bureaucracy versus the people that are actually doing the research and developing these vaccines. It really just frustrates me when it's like, you know, people getting confused with, you know, like poor bureaucracy and like your politicians doing a shit job versus, you know, doubting the integrity and the credibility of doctors that have spent their entire lives dedicated to like it's just it's just fucking ridiculous and i'm like when people say oh i want to do my own research on it what the fuck are you talking about google that's not fucking research like that's not but, but i also uh, mentioned this earlier remember like, i think you were you yes. weren't here eddie but like there's a there's a phenotype of people like people that tend to be especially a little bit more left-leaning they tend to be mm-hmm. actually have this like thing where uh body purity is like an interesting thing for them like if they feel like something is like like their instinct is something is not pure. They feel like they freak out when it, when you talk about putting it in them, like, um, you know, there's like, there's people with, for example, needle phobias and, um, all sorts of little, like quirky little like tricks of the mind that people have. And, and that's not to say, by the way, it's not possible for someone to receive, let's say a vaccine or a pill or something and die. Like we're not living in fantasy land, obviously. Right. Like mm-hmm. clearly bad side effects can happen to all well, sorts of people. For all also sorts of like, reasons. like, let's look at something like fucking birth control. Like people take that shit all the time. The like laundry list of side effects you can get from that or like, yeah, God, like, we, God, like, like periodically. or something like that. You're like destroying, you know, your liver. Like it's just, there's so many things that are. Yeah. Like, there's tons so of much, stuff. Like there's tons of stuff that's that bad people for take you, all the time do. and they don't like, nobody's like, you know, going on a crusade against these things. So I don't know. It's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. there's, it's, it's interesting, but like the vaccine thing or pen or things that affect everybody. Um, always lead to politics. And the reason is because there's always more than one way to skin a cat. Um, there's this way and there's that way. And there's going to be this group that argues with that group about like what the right way to do it is. Um, in fact, there might be like five different ways to do something or millions of permutations of how to do something, right? So you wind up with this sort of situation where um, like there's, there's so many ways to accomplish something that everyone has to disagree for whatever reason. Right. And that's, that's an interesting like play, but rarely in all of this is it ever made particularly clear what the solution to the actual problems is. And everyone has some sort of armchair version of it. Right. But you know, well, if you wanted to really be involved with figuring out how to make it work, you should have gone into a career doing exactly that. Right. Or for example, if I go to an airport, right. And my luggage doesn't arrive on time, right? Because, you know, they, like the flights got, you know, too close together or something. Um, whatever, right? Like, am I going to go and figure out, like, 
is there some conspiracy that the government didn't put enough like luggage handlers or maybe like I'm going to worry that like what, um, you know, like the, there's just ineptitude at the airport or like, you know, like what kind of like fantasy yeah. land am Sometimes I going to get into? It's a little like uh, to me, it almost comes across as like a little bit narcissistic. I'm like, why do you think you're so damn important that like, uh, like, I don't, I don't know. I just yeah it's I don't know. Like, why are they trying to do that to you like some random person that just like you know they're not coming after me with the like I, I don't know whatever the conspiracy is that's in the vaccine like some you know girl that works in like fucking advertising they're not trying to like yeah. like what am i like what i think the I other funny them? thing is i don't think people have actually seen like like been to actual like government facilities. Like that's like a funny thing. Like if you go to any government facility, they're just barely trying to sort of make it work. Right. They're not sitting there like with some Illuminati fucking dream doing God knows what else. Like, like this is not a reality. Like it's just pure fantasy. Like, you, like have you ever been to sort of like, I don't know, like government hospitals or government facilities, like like half the time they're even more inept than the regular hospitals and stuff. Like it's like not like there's like their ability to execute a conspiracy, um, like you know, it, it, and then like of course there's always some rare event that happens, like you know NSA and this and that doing some kind of like you know, like spying thing, and then all of a sudden it's like oh fuck you morons. Like you know sometimes you gotta like go over to the NSA and like fucking like whack someone on the head. Like what the fuck were you thinking? You know like there's because like now like nobody believes anything, right? Like, yeah. So, like, now we're never gonna be able to like get yeah. Rid of like this. think like, think about this. Like as a national security like perspective, right? Does it make sense as a national security endeavor to make absolutely certain that everyone fucking hates you? Like, fucking, <laughs> of course not. So some of the stuff that like government people do is because they're just stupid. Like they just do stupid shit for no good reason. Right. And it's like, like common sense, like, the, like leaves the building or some shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree that like whether it's like vaccines or viruses, you can create so many fucking like broken things along the way. But this idea that somehow that it's like conspiratorial or that or that it's everything is necessarily done like against your best interests or maybe mm -hmm. to like, maybe make you lose a job or make you get some kind of vaccine side effect or make you get a virus or something like that. Um, like, yeah, but the thing is you can't prevent people from believing these things. They'll just will. Like, it doesn't matter what you and I say. It doesn't matter what yeah. the news says and nobody gives a shit. Like people are just going to do that. So anyway, Savvy uh, had a, like a hand up and stuff. So we're sort of ranting here. Go ahead, Savvy. What's up? Hey, no, you guys aren't actually ranting. You've uh, provided some really um, clear insight and you've provided information that I never actually thought about before from your, um, from your, uh, what, what should we call it? Your thesis there. But this is the one question that I do have. So you obviously have yeah, go this, for it. you have this knowledge and so you can answer it for me. So they know that there are T cell tests that will determine if you actually have a natural immunity to COVID, correct? No, no, no specific test that tells you that. There's not a T cell test that actually determines and no. you have a natural immunity. No, it's not possible to know that. 
So like we know after the fact that there are certain populations on this planet that were sort of relatively naturally immune, like, uh, like comparatively, like for example, South Indians in India, um, had a very, very low mortality rate, but outside of like certain like niche populations actually testing for it. So that like you could walk into a lab, you know, do some kind of like interesting, you know, thing where you look at like your T cell response to live virus or something like that. No, there is no such thing. Well, that's interesting because I was told by another doctor that there actually was. And so the question was brought up. Oh, and I, I, would, I would mention that, by the way, like in the medical community, people say all sorts of shit all the time. <laughs> that's another, I've had to deal with that bullshit for like, a, like two years, too, by the way. Yeah, this is the problem. Like this idea that somehow like like imagine like, uh, I don't know, let's say, a, you know, 747 pilot is like telling you stories about how like an F-18 fighter pilot works or something like, like they're just different and it's easy to sort of like, like LARP or say some bullshit. Like you think, you know, something, but it's like, they're, they're not all the same thing. It's like, so it is like, in other words, if, if I did not know, like if I didn't know something or if I wasn't sure, I would just simply say, I don't know, or I'm not sure. Right. Right. Like, or I, like maybe I can go and like, you know, uh, look at the literature that's out there or maybe I can see what some of the people the NIH have done and like, you know, what kind of data they've organized and maybe get back to you. Right. Like, I'm not going to just say shit just like that. But there is an interesting thing. Like doctors are not immune to their, I guess, uh, what's the way to say this? They're not immune to their own biases. They're not immune to like uh, getting caught up in the politics of like everything from viruses to vaccines. So yeah, it's like, it's weird. Like, um, where, um, I don't know. It's, it's so like, these things are so like, uh, totally pervasive in terms of how we think our response to things like these diseases and pandemics and politics. It's almost hard for anybody, not just the patients, but the doctors, but politicians to separate themselves from like, um, you know, like fact versus fiction and kind of, you know, like sort of, sort of semi making things up, but no, like at this point, like, uh, as far as T cell natural responses to viruses, as far as I know, there's, that's not true of any virus or any bacteria at this point, not, not just COVID. There's no, like, there's no T cell test that you could take that would like clarify whether your cells would naturally, uh, like, you know, avoid infection or what have you. Does that make sense? Like that yeah, doesn't exist absolutely. for anything, much less this. Yeah. So it'd be kind of like, it'd be nice if you could like, but there's no, this is just not how T, natural T, natural killer T cells work. Like you can't know a priori whether or not it would help you particularly, right? Like the existence of natural killer cells um, does have a role in like antiviral activity, but it, like, even if I knew that, right, let's say you had a disease where like, maybe like a T cell, uh, a problematic disease, like, you know, like in HIV AIDS, for example, or some other types of immunodeficiency, you might be able to predict, like, you might have an increased propensity to these diseases just because of like, you're just missing certain defense mechanisms, but you're not going to be able to, um, like, predict necessarily the response to a normal T cell and various random viruses and bacteria and whether or not they're going to kill you or not. So, uh, I mean, think about this, like, you know, 99% of people that get something like COVID are not going to die or 99.5%. So it's not like, you know, like, uh, yeah, it would be very difficult to design a test for, with that level of specificity, although it'd be very nice, obviously. 
if we could. Okay, but the immune right. system's not built in that way. Like, in other words, the way the immune system works, like you would never be able to know that about a virus. Like it's not actually like in the universe that we live in, it's not actually possible to achieve sort of what you're saying. Uh, I'm not sure if that makes sense. Like it'd be like trying yeah, to say like, yeah, yeah, like, like it'd be like, can I count the number of particles in the sun? The answer is like, no, not exactly. Right. It's like, it, it's one of these like physically impossible things to sort of achieve. Uh, like it's on a wish list of like, I wish you could do that in medicine, but like you can't, and, <laughs> the universe and, doesn't allow it. So, and so say, you, say, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I apologize. I'm just going to ask really quickly. And also, I would assume that's that's count is also fluctuates. And it depends what you how you sleep, how you eat, what the stress level you have. So your T cells, they're just being used for your body to kind of bring it back to its equilibrium. Well, immune systems are just like busy things, right? Like you have as many uh, immune cells in your body in general as there are like stars in the galaxy, right? There's a lot. And they're all just doing stuff in there. They're all bouncing off each other. And it's like almost like saying, like, yeah, if like a swimming pool full of water, you know, had a few waves in it, um, you know, maybe you're more likely to drown or something like it's there. Are, there's just there's um, the system is too complex on a general level to make like really like strong inferences about one localized, very specific thing about it. The immune system is like a, is like just a behemoth sort of that just works. And even things like, Oh, like, yeah, what you eat, what you sleep and all these things. Um, they don't have a definitive role in exactly how your immune system works at any given point of the day. You can be perfectly healthy by the way, and die of all sorts of things. Um, I see it every day. Like that's what I do for a living, right? Like, like, like you can have be, be like perfectly fine one day. And next thing you know, have, um, you know, a, a virus that basically destroys your lungs and then you die. We call it acute respiratory distress syndrome, but you don't have, like you could be eating and jogging and doing all the other, you know, whatever. Right. So there's no consistent, uh, expectation that if I were to live perfectly, like you are going to avoid the universe of possibilities when it comes to bacteria, viruses, like another reminder I give people is in your body, you have what is thought to be approximately like, you know, a trillion human cells and about something like 10 trillion bacterial and viral particles in any given moment. So we're actually just one big bag of bacteria and viruses anyway. And we use those bacteria and viruses normally, like they're all part of the existence of our um, like normal existence. And, um, you know, this idea that somehow it's, it's a fun, like health food industry thing, like where you can like, you know, peddle like interesting products and shit claiming all sorts of things. But the reality is that like, that would be like me saying here, I'm going to sell you this like, um, you know, lotion and it's going to make like the stars in the sky align better or something like, or, or like prevent you from getting, you know, I don't know. Like, it's like, you could make all these weird claims because anytime you have a complicated system, like the immune system, like you get a lot of voodoo. Um, and there's a lot of modern voodoo, just like there was back in, you know, the days of actual voodoo, <laughs> like, um, people get very like almost quasi religious about their beliefs when it comes to um, like things that are happening inside the body. They get, everyone has these, like, like Addie just said today, she's like, I don't really want, uh, you know, like I think things have to smell a certain way and I like certain kind of thing and I don't like men's cosmetics and whatever. Right. So like she has a specific like way that she believes that 
you know, something that like either smells better or feels better or whatever. Similarly, like when it comes to medical stuff, everyone has like some like vague opinion. Like my, my older son had like a needle, um, phobia we'd have to hold his ass down like four people and all the nurses would be laughing and you know it's like you know like and there's no rationality to it he's just like afraid of the needle like and then you know i'd be like you know before i took him to the doctor i was like i'd stab him with a pencil and i was like see it's like not a big deal but like, it's not the pe- it's not the prick that bothers him it's like the there's a there's a phobia that's named after this like you know i'd pinch him really hard be like see it's not a big deal it's not the pain that bothered him it was like the actual needle itself somehow like triggered like this idea of like panic sort of and actually it's funny that he actually outgrew it which is weird a lot of people don't outgrow it like you, they, they won't go to the doctor all their life either because they're so afraid of the needles it's very weird yeah strange strange. that is strange yeah like there's oh if you can imagine like the, the spectrum of human strangeness is very very interesting and all of us have a little bit of these things right if, like if that all in our psyche like we create it I, we create I, I don't that think fear. I don't think anyone knows like where phobia sort of come from and all that. Like they just sort of emerge. And then you're like, it's sort of like very similar to like, okay, do you know why you like chocolate? Right. Like, do you like chocolate? Well, oh, I love chocolate. So but I only love specific types of chocolate. <laughs> see, my, my son's pretty smart and he doesn't like chocolate. I'm like, okay, you can be really smart, but you're a fucking idiot. Cause you don't like chocolate. Right? Like, you know? <laughs> so, cause like, I like chocolate. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you? So yeah, like these little quirks as far as like things like taste and preferences and phobias and fears and, um, all of this, like they normally evolve and change as. Yeah. I, I think what it is, is like the human experience is such that like life with all the different genes that we have that produce the various receptors in our bodies and the way our brains work, like life works well because we have a lot of diversity. So that like, let's say for example, um, yeah, I'll give you an example. So there was this, um, there was that shooting that one time in the movie theater. I think it was like in Colorado Yeah. and there was a movie theater shooting and uh, I'm not really covering the psychopathy of the shooter. We all know that that's probably bad. Um, The, but what happened was in the audience, um, there was a group of people that jumped up and like, you know, at the risk of their own life, um, jumped up to kind of like tackle this, you know, shooter and pull them down. Right. So we think of that as like courageous. We think of that as like, um, you know, honorable and this and that. And then you have someone else in the back of the theater who actually, um, ducked down his family was sitting in the seats, his like wife and kids and all. And I, I may be like, I'm paraphrasing here, you know, but just so you get the picture but basically like yeah i don't know exactly how many kids he has and all this shit but basically i think my understanding of it was he ducked he covered he went behind the seats and like exited the theater he was absolutely like completely uh, afraid and afterwards he was really really uh, upset about the fact that he was really afraid right he was basically like um you know, i can't believe i'm such a coward you know blah 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 um so on the one hand we have like one group of people that instinctually, um, and, and none of and they, they interviewed these people, by the way, and it was like, they weren't really trained to be courageous. That was just sort of like who they are. So like this element of how much of who we are is obviously nature versus nurture. How much are we born with is always uh, a factor. It has nothing and, to do with adrenaline. Mm, well, but I mean, like if I were to give you an, two possible options, flight or fright, right. Or like if you had the option to attack your attacker versus run from them, right. You're going to have some people that are going to run and some people that are going to, they're going to attack. Right. 
like uh do you you see the movie captain america the first one remember with uh, what's his name the the what's the name of the guy chris something anyway whatever Uh, yeah you remember like when yeah he just got spit on (laughs) yeah you remember with the very beginning like he turned he he uh he's a scrawny little guy and they take him to that uh you know military base and um they're in basic training remember that scene yeah so remember like one of the things is like okay they're testing to see how smart he is and he pulled the pin on that flagpole in, instead of climbing it like the other guys mm-hmm. okay so he so he's like okay he had he uses intellect instead of like brute strength and then they go over to that little area where um the the trainer or whatever is like barking at um you know the master sergeant or whatever is like barking at uh you know the the group of soldiers there and like he throws a grenade um he unpins a grenade and throws it in the middle of these guys and like this guy went and jumped on it and covered it with his body remember that no i don't but anyways go but ahead. you understand you understand the principle though yeah. right like we, yeah. they're trying to see who's going to like run and cover versus who's going to like actually try to save the the platoon right right so like if you look at seal training um or like special forces training in general um whether you go to coronado or whether you go to like yeah um, and they swim in shit yeah when you go to these places they're testing you for uh special forces when you're really tired when you're beaten down are you going to protect your team members are you going to cut and run are you going to give up right that's what they're testing and when we normally test like lots of special forces people it's like what like 97% 97% of the um, 97% or so of the uh, soldiers don't make the cut. Right. So when we talk about courage, um, you're like talking about a very small number of people that can do this under pressure. Right. So like all of us are cowards compared to somebody else, like at some level or the other. And the funny thing is like, not all of us are afraid of the same thing. So even in a military, like, um, platoon you'll have some people that are afraid of certain things and other people that are afraid of other things like for example you might have a navy seal and they're afraid of bugs you know like what the fuck he's afraid of bugs you know like and then you'll have another guy who's afraid of you know so everyone has like some fears and what they they look for specifically is your ability to work cohesively as a team despite being sort of uh, either afraid or whatever. And one of the things they found is like the, the soldiers that tend to confide in their teammates and help them work through the fears and problems. They're the ones that tend to make it over the long run. And the ones that are like loners and whatever, they're not the ones that particularly the, the military wants for these type of teams. It, it's really uh, pretty interesting actually. Uh, and actually uh, they tried, the military did like this big study they actually tried to determine like, and this is all on the subject of behavior, obviously, but they tried to determine like, Hey, we spend so much money like training, um, these special, we train, we spend so much money training these special forces guys. Like maybe we can do like a, a test or something, right. Where we can like, uh, maybe do a quiz or some shit, like with a bunch of questions and maybe we can like figure out like who is going to be. That's not the same as the experience. No, actually. And, but, but you can imagine like, right. Like you do this testing for other things. Their theory was, Hey, maybe we can like whittle down maybe like, instead yeah. of like a hundred guys, we can test 50 of them instead. Uh, we can put through training, like we can maybe trim this down a little bit. Right. But it, it, it turned out that it didn't help at all in trimming these guys down. So, they, so at this point, the way military um, like training works for special forces is that like of all the volunteers that show up, you know, who have reasonable qualifications, they have a, they do have a screening process. Um, but 
at the end of the day, the, the fancy tests, uh, at least the way the tests were designed, who knows, maybe there is a better test, but uh, the way they had it designed that the military funded and, you know, like set up, uh, they couldn't actually figure it out that way. They had to put the guys through the trenches, you know, freeze them in the yeah. ocean and like all I, that. I believe. Yeah. That. I so believe. it's a fascinating, um, it's fascinating, but like, if you think about it, if it takes, if it's that complicated to deal with a special forces team or military unit, how complicated is it to handle 400 million Americans? Like, right. Yeah. Like it's that simple. Like, uh, like, you know, the, the government can't even figure out within their own ranks, who's going to be best at special forces without, you know, spending six months or whatever. Why in the world would we be able to handle a pandemic while, while handling like all these different types of people with different types of mindsets, fears, uh, there's courageous people. There's literally like one group of people who like volunteered to take the vaccine early because they want to help, you know, their fellow man, like, you know, you know, I'll take it if I die, whatever, you know, be, you know, like, you know, but I want that data to be produced so we can like save as many lives as possible. On the other hand, you have people that even after all those volunteers did that, right. And like risk their lives or whatever, um, or like worried about it after the fact, like, um, as if there's no data. So it's really mysterious yeah. how, how weirdly like either feels for or like some people are like obnoxiously courageous, right? Like it makes no sense. They're just taking risks that don't make sense. So yeah, like me, it's like what I, 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 I've exposed myself to every form of COVID <laughs> on purpose or what? On, on purpose. Why did you do that? And I've donated, just to kind of test yourself and I've donated and I've donated blood the whole entire, well, I donated blood before then but I donated blood every eight weeks mm. and they tested for antibodies. Mm. And even though I was directly exposed to COVID multiple times, mm -hmm. um, I never carried the antibodies. Yeah. And then they, I have a similar, they actually wanted, me yeah. to, they wanted me to do a test. They wanted me to do a, not a test. Sure. Hello. They wanted me to participate in a study. And I, I didn't participate in the study because I was I was a little concerned that they might like take me. And I never That's hilarious. Um, like, yeah. No, yeah. I've been exposed to every form of COVID, and I have no antibodies. You guys might take me, and I may never be seen from again. And uh, yeah, it's that, that's a weird fear, isn't it? Though, like, yeah, where did that, that come no, from? I thought that. I, but <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. People are fucking insane, including you and me. So the thing yeah. is, like, <laughs> like everyone has their weirdest sort of like ideas about what's going to happen. You know, whatever, like. Yeah. It, but this is the reason why, like, actually, the fear of studies and things is a big part of why, like, medical science takes so long to do. Like, we'd yes. be curing all sorts of shit now if people weren't oh, so worried I've about done, it. No, I've done lots of medical so. studies. Yeah, but, but you see what I mean. But just this specific one, I thought, <laughs> what if I have some, you know, some some special something. <laughs> oh, they're going to like take your little blood and like, you know, like, they're going to take, well, they're going to suck you out with a, like, like a towel. Dude, I'm, I'm already in like, my body is my body. So when I die, please take it. And if I can save one life, then so be it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Everyone's I mean, got, yeah. Everyone's got their thing, but you understand like how it's weird, how like your situationally, this disease is not that different from any other disease that can kill you, like a cancer or whatever. Right. Yet people like have these weird ideas about it. Like, Oh, like the establishment's going to do X, Y, and Z and whatever. Like, so yeah, you, you, like it's strange how like the mass like excitement about this thing, like it, it kind of like ends up leading to 
like like this like weird ideas in our minds about but different aspects like even now it's like funny like if i'm like the last since about december january right the the virulence of covid has been way down like it's not right. really any more like it's way less lethal i have almost no patients in the hospital with it like yeah. that kind of thing right like it's well, really my limited now just had it and i was just there up in san francisco yeah and she wasn't even it wasn't she never like she had like some sniffles and everything, but she tested yeah. positive, right? So we just hung, we just hung out. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't but do anything. Remember, like, that's that's ninety nine percent of people, though. So it's right, like that's true anyway. Do anything. We still right. didn't do anything or go anywhere because, the, and I and I've always said this: if I didn't know that I had a natural immunity, I would have lived my life differently, based on what if. Like, I don't have any sure. health issues. Yeah, you, you this, like, but. and by the way, you may drop dead of cancer next week. We don't know that, right? right? So the yeah. thing is, like, this idea that somehow, like, any of us are going to, like, live forever is just not, oh, yeah, not there either. But I, the thing I, is... I should be dead already. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was the, you know, 1700s, you know, where my, <laughs> the average lifespan was probably, like, 30, uh, you probably would be dead already. You know, that kind of, like, there's a good chance I, I really never thought I was going to live past 30. <laughs> yeah so like the the world's an interesting place like the 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 way that um like we sort of respond to these things is so weird like 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 for example um so the virus like had really subsided quite a bit and like it's just not that big of a deal anymore uh comparatively and yeah there's still going to be some people that die of it here and there but it's not anywhere like near the level of thing that we have to make a big thing about well, it and worry right, about it now from underlying conditions right yeah yeah those and, are from our life choices or unfortunately our genetics where we have some well, no what i'm saying is there's still a chance that you could you know someone could get a virus today like covid and still die i'm, I'm not saying like there's a zero completely chance healthy of it. person a completely yeah, it, healthy person yes. has no history of absolutely heart yeah. disease obesity anything not technically. Yeah, even without nothing, there's occasional person that's going to drop dead from it, right? Like you don't. Um, yeah, of yeah. course. Like the virus is like anything else. You can you can die of something just randomly, right? So so. Right. And by the way, you can die of almost a lot of things being completely healthy. You 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 know your body just tries its best. That's about as good as it can do. So anyway. Got so it. but having said that, like the risk is low enough, right? Like it's not a big worry. But at the same time, it's like, it's funny, like, I don't wear masks around anymore and, you know, and everything else because, well, I sort of understand what's happening and it's not a big deal. Right. But it's funny, like they're on the other right. hand. So I'm not like some advocate of being like fucking crazy either. Like, so when you go to um, like when you go to some areas, like people are still like, ooh, within families and stuff, still all wearing masks and going out and doing this and doing that. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, like. Like yeah. you, you, th yeah. you think like if uh, I thought I was going to die of this thing or I was going to give it to you, I wouldn't be wearing this mask right now. I'd just I'd just do it. But like I'm trying to tell you, like, it's like you're fine now. And, you know, but people right. are still like they're still the people that like relatively yeah. paranoid about it still. And it takes yeah. them longer yeah. to get out of that fear. But again, you had paranoia of some elements of it. Why shouldn't they? Right. You see that you see the you see that point. Right. Like you start realizing yeah. like when you start seeing your own faults. When you start seeing like the, the things that you're afraid of, all the stupid shit we're afraid of, um, it's yeah, not surprising right. that there are some people that will be like outlandishly courageous, like where it's like, fuck it, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to live my life and whatever happens, happens, even if it means whatever. Right. Like, There's plenty of people like, for example, that drive really fast on the road, just, you know, 
Like they don't give a shit like whether you deliver or die, right? Those people are there. Well, it depends on what country you live in too, right? Yeah. I mean, if you come from Asia, they wear masks. They've been wearing masks for I don't even know how many years. Yeah, and actually so, the, there was a very, very low rate of death in Japan and South Korea, which are highly dense areas. So there's no question that like air dynamics and reducing this general spread among people somehow was more beneficial than we thought it would be. Well, because they already live, they already live that life of. Yeah. Right. It doesn't bother them. Right. They already have those habits built in. Yeah. Like if you go to Japan, have you been to Japan? Yeah, but I know what you're, no, but I know exactly what you're talking about. They're they're habituated to wearing it more often. They're already sort of natively paranoid a little bit about it. So they're very clean freaks. They carry they carry their they carry their own towels to dry yeah, their hands. Yeah, if, if you go to Japan, I mean, Americans look like yeah. dirty animals by comparison, right? Yeah, no, they're they extremely do. clean, right? They're extremely <laughs> clean people. Like their environment, their like streets, everything is like really pristine, right? Right. So their culture yeah. is just that way. So it doesn't surprise me that like this idea of like maybe more of a germaphobe kind of idea resonates with them. Mm-hmm. But like for me, it's like even after this is all over, like first of all, it's not got. Like whether it worked or not, like I didn't enjoy wearing the thing. Like I wanted the thing fucking off. I had to wear it for work for day after day. I had to wear like all sorts of shit. Imagine I'm, I have COVID in my face, right? I'm intubating people regularly. So like I have to wear all sorts of shit and like, you know, like, you know, get done up in all sorts of shit, just enter a room. Like it was just two years of just like total frustration. Like, you know, that's so annoying. Like, like you can't imagine like how, how, like, and not only that, but a lot of work. Like, I mean, I had on typical day, like there was a time when I had over a hundred patients a day, right? Like that's a lot for a person to see. Yeah. yeah it's like, that's every yeah. waking hour. There's something going on. Right. So that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I felt like, uh, like, so I was as ready as the next person to stop wearing a fucking mask. Like you didn't have to tell me I'm like, I'm, you know, as soon as I'm like, all right, I feel pretty safe. I'm done with this. Um, so let know, me so, ask you before you yeah. go on. Let me ask you before you go on. So at this point, you believe wearing masks because of where the disease is at, or that it it's no longer necessary unless there unless there was an outbreak. And then let me ask. Yeah, you or this. or unless you had a very. Do specific... you recommend to people to please don't wear cloth masks? That it's pointless. Well, actually, it's not actually clear that they are. So here's the funny thing about viruses. It's not but just the COVID virus is smaller. It gets through the, the fight. Yeah. But l- like, think about it this way. Um, air is smaller than a sail, right? Like a sailboat, right. like air gets through the, 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 the material in a sailboat sail. Yet okay. the sailboat still moves, right? Thanks for checking out another episode of the ether. That was part two of the three part CFI space, crypto musings and other life pro tips. Recorded on Tuesday, September 6th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit, like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls, handed reports in. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two
Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me when I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes. Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, letting rhythm scratch. Oh shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed. Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash. Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch. Better let the missus know where you hit the stash. Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps. Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines. And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies. Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise. Chastising to digging holes in the back nine. The latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view Just a bunch of pecker heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at their dinner finger Licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Ten spaces.